Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Invest in your postdoc transformation. Welcome to the weekly show for scientists leaping into business. In every episode, we are happy to recommend employers of choice for you. For your career transition, we offer customized career transition e-courses and memberships, also at graduate schools all over the world. Maybe yours too. And if your university isn't yet our customer, enroll in your free email course for career transition made simple, as linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Anna Sui Winkles, and let's build your postdoc transformation with this episode. Have you ever thought about dropping out of grad school? Well then this episode is for you. Welcome to this episode of the Postdoc Transformation Show. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Eleanor Suwikas. I go by Eleanor, and I hope that you will enjoy this one because to be honest, I think most of us have probably found ways to manage and to finish the PhD and probably also with great results, right? But honestly, the concerns, the doubts, the fears are real. And that's why I want to focus this episode on struggling. And I hope that you will see yourself as being not the only one. And it's okay to struggle and it's okay to seek help. So let's see how you can avoid dropping out of grad school. I'm really happy to do this because I think that a lot of us have pursued the PhD uninformed. So the first thing that you have to consider is you need to make an informed decision. Okay. So just because you don't know anyone who dropped out of grad school doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And just because you know, someone or these and these two people or three people, they all have individual reasons and your reasons might be different. Maybe these reasons are legitimate and you should drop out, but maybe there are ways to reconcile so that you can still finish your PhD. Making an informed decision means that you don't just go by your gut feeling, right? Don't decide to drop out of school without talking to a lot of people. And the second thing to consider are the typical challenges that come with a PhD. When you're talking to your PhD besties, your peers, your postdocs, they will probably share the same or similar anxieties, right? So it is hard for a PhD student when you look at the power letter to be not overworked when your boss is a workaholic, right? You could think of, well, Academia is so competitive. I need to be at my best. I need to be better than the others. And that makes then you prioritize work and research over life. And that's bad because in the long run, you will run out of fuel, right? So if you are a car, then maybe you can speed up and be better than the others, than your competition. But at the end, you maybe run out of gas and the others will also finish. Right. Maybe also have research difficulties. And I understand this during the Corona crisis. A lot of you, a lot of my listeners here have started the PhD during the Corona crisis. And that has absolutely, you know, 
disrupted everything that your research plan probably had. This is not something that only affects you, but your principal investigators should also consider this and guide you in continuing your research in different ways. Another thing is about the academic pressures. Okay. So I also see this with publication numbers and impact factor and something like that. Well, if you want to become a professor, that is certainly the case, but it, is it right for you? Because if you don't want to become a professor, then you might be able to let go of the pressure, right? So just publish in the second best academic journal, because in business, no one knows about that. If you are focusing on becoming a professor, it's more important to have a great publication than to have many mediocre publications. The other thing is about the frustration being alone in a foreign country, making no friends, having a hard time to socialize because you are working so hard in the lab and at university. A lot of anxieties stem from the uncertainty of job opportunities within academia and also maybe in your home country or in your country where you are at the moment. So these are all legitimate things. And then one last thing, hello, imposter, right? So maybe you can raise your hand and say, yes, I've experienced that in many ways or in just this one module or in this one studies or whatever. Even if you are excellent, even if you have been an A student, chances are quite high that you have imposter syndrome sooner or later, shorter or longer. So if you then think in those times about dropping out of grad school, I ask you to postpone the decision, right? Hey, do you need a well-paid job in business aligned with your vision of life as soon as possible? You don't have access to a supportive career guide at your graduate school? Then this is for you. I know that leaping out of science can be lengthy, full of misconceptions and scary without experience guidance. And maybe you already know how it feels to get rejections on non-academic job applications. So wouldn't it be comforting to have me by your side so that you can land your future-proof job? Imagine the feeling of getting job interview invites after you submitted a winning CV, cover letter, and sustainably rock your LinkedIn. Do you want to become confident through my interview and contract negotiation rehearsal? With me, you can confidently fine-tune suitable roles, working conditions, benefits, and compensations. This postdoc transformer bundle is the first time that I ever offer it, and it grants you 24-7 access to the two e-courses, Career Transition into Business and Digital Personal Branding, that are usually exclusively offered at graduate schools. Now you can share all your job application material and questions, as many as you like, and I will answer via exclusive video lessons sent to you via email within 24 hours. So subscribe until you start your job and you don't need me as your career transition guide anymore. How would you feel to be able to worry-free pay all your running bills and reduce your student debts as you earn 60 to 125K annual salaries. Remember, every month 
without a well-paid job worsens your financial situation, so it takes longer to become financially stable. Also, receiving too many rejections for your job applications after your PhD will reduce your chances to get a job aligned with your vision of life. So, subscribe to your monthly postdoc transformation bundle for your guided career transition into business now. Number three is you aren't alone, right? Every one of us has gone through this sooner or later, longer or shorter. And so it's not just you. Share openly your anxieties and you will see that the others say, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me two years ago. But look at me now. I've, I've gone through this and I've grown and something like that. So be sure that you ask other people. And if there is a postdoc who tells you, no, I didn't have this, that postdoc is probably lying. And maybe you shouldn't ask him or her it for advice anymore. Now let's talk about number four, time and stress management, finding ways to maintain your mental well-being. Let's look at your journey from bachelor to master. For the master student, I usually guide them a little bit more in the time management and stuff like that. I also ask them whether they are okay with the timing, etc. So priorities, have, do they have difficulties or not? So I'm having a long leash, like, like a long leash. But if I see that someone is struggling, then I would pull and see. But this is not the case for PhD students usually. Because from, from a PhD student, I would expect that person to be very independent to say, I can do this and I can manage myself because I mean, that person has been doing a bachelor, a master, now a PhD. So I would expect some kind of maturity personally, right? That doesn't mean that you don't have issues with time management, but if you do, then seek support, find ways to maintain your mental well-being if time management is something that should be on your bucket list. And if you want to know more about that, let me know in the comments so I can create a new episode focused on time or also on stress management. Maybe we can find someone else who wants to talk about that. I could do this, but I want to focus on my niche. And did you know that I offer deep dive e-courses, workshops, and memberships at graduate schools, maybe also at yours in the future? Ask your graduate school coordinator whether they want to book my services so that I can deliver them to you 24-7, 365 on your mobile device. All right, so number five is assessing your specific reasons for dropping out. So the question really is, are these legitimate? Because maybe when you're talking about that with other people, you see that this is objectively easy to change. That's why you should also think about, can you change yourself? Can you change your behavior? Can you change your research methods or the subject? Or, you know, can you change the approach? Can you cut this in half. So what other things that you can do to change the circumstances so that you would release the pressure at the moment? Moving on to number six, you can take a break. I see sometimes people who take a sabbatical 
and that's maybe not so usual. If you need the sabbatical, you need to prioritize yourself because otherwise you won't be able to regroup your research projects to seek and invest into additional resources. If you know, you need to learn how to manage your time. If you can't do this, don't bother going further. Instead, take a break, get this done, whatever you need, and then being more empowered, you can then finish the PhD. All right, and then on number seven, I wouldn't say that you probably need academic counseling, but maybe it is because maybe you are doing your master, maybe you are doing a PhD in a completely different field. So learning all these new things, interdisciplinary things might be a struggle for you. So maybe you need academic counseling, but probably you should seek career counseling because as a dropout, it will look different for you as compared to someone who's finished the PhD. And now it's time to thank Company ABC who sponsors this episode of the Postdoc Transformation Show. I would now be reading the company's answers to one of six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. For example, number one, describe your most valuable experts versus leaders in your company. Have they typically earned a doctor title? Or number two, for which of your company roles or units do you encourage somebody with a doctor title to apply? Number three, how would you describe your organizational culture in which your most valuable experts and leaders thrive in? To nominate an employer of choice so that we can ask our informative, bold questions, click on the link in the show notes. And now, back to the Postdoc Transformation episode. Number eight. Then you should also consider your long-term consequences, right? So what's the impact of dropping out of grad school in the long run for your future work, but also for your self-esteem, right? So maybe this will be something that you feel keep coming back for the rest of your life that will haunt you in the sense of why didn't I finish that? I had this feeling of becoming a professor. I know this is different. So I return to become a professor. I see also PhD students who aren't young anymore. Instead, they've come back when they were more mature and also more equipped to finish the PhD successfully. So it's not a bad choice to leave it now as it is and then return later. Hey, have you found this episode so far helpful for yourself? Well, maybe you can subscribe and also share this episode with your PhD bestie because that would encourage us to help the underprivileged, underrepresented and underserved early career scientists leaping into business. And now back to the show. So number nine is reevaluate your goals. And like I said in one of the previous episodes on the strategic approaches to do a PhD, you need to reevaluate recurrently your goals, not just once. And like I said, maybe at the beginning, a PhD sounded like a great idea, but now in the middle of it, things have changed. And I would say life-changing events like becoming a mom, a parent, losing your parent or your partner, these are things that are valid. So your vision of life may have changed 
or at least the goals have changed or the goals have sort of like postponed to a later point in time because now something is changing in your life and that makes you reconsider and reevaluate. So that's okay. As long as it is an informed decision-making. And once you have determined your readiness to leap and you think, yes, this is the way forward. I want to transition into business or industries. Then you can, if you like, enroll in your free email course with 10 actionable, bingeable email lessons until you start your job in business. You'll get 10 emails that detail number one, how to leap out of science, number two, how to build your sustainable LinkedIn profile, number three, how to read social media and network, number four, how to research your favorite jobs and employers, number five, how to do information interviews to get insights, number six, how to create your customized applications, number seven, how to prepare your thesis from a business point of view, Number eight, how to apply to your favorite employers. Number nine, how to choose the right job offer. And number 10, how to prepare for your new job. Woohoo! And tip number 10 is your mental health is your priority. Nothing else matters. You can earn a PhD when you are older, but you literally need to survive until that stage of life. So, that might sound serious, but I really mean it seriously. No one will look into your PhD in the sense of how many publications, how many research collaborations and stuff like that when you are in business. That doesn't mean that you should do less, but it should make you consider other things as well for your life. You are more than just your research. Often PhD students forget about that during that time. All right, so until the next episode of the Post of Transformation Show, I'm your host, Professor Dr. Anna Sui Winkles. I'm really happy to have been in your earbuds. Do you want the transcript of our episode and our episode sponsors' answers to all six bold questions so that you can choose to apply? Do you want to nominate your employer of choice so that we can ask them our bold questions? For all of that, check out our clickable links in our show notes. And on our website, www.postdoctransformation.com, you can also check your readiness to leap into a business or enroll in our free email course, Career Transition Made Simple. Thanks for your attention. I'm Professor Dr. Elna Sui Winkles, the host of your weekly Postdoc Transformation show. Postdoc transformation, postdoc transformation, postdoc transformation.